Hello. Welcome to the Family Law Cafe podcast. My name is Joanna Toch. I have a business called Family Law Cafe and we help you get through your divorce, separation, finances, children matter, any family law matter. We help you get through it online and uh, we often introduce you to our network and they play a part in your journey. And in this podcast, I'm going to introduce you to Louis Uart, who is a financial advisor. Have I got the pronunciation of your name right? Uh, no, it's uh, Ewart. Uh, uh, sounds like Stuart, but take off the ST at the beginning. Okay. Yeah. So I always, everyone always asks me how to pronounce my name. And it's only, I always say it's only four letters, but it's, it's slightly unusual. So, you know, we're, we're in the same boat here. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to call you Louis. Yep. Is that okay? That's all great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we met uh, a few months ago. I was quite intrigued by you, I'll be honest, because you're a young guy in your 20s, very knowledgeable about finances, working um, as a financial advisor. So just tell me about you. How, you know, how did you get into this kind of work? Sure. Uh, so yeah, I, I've been a part of our family business for a few years now. Um, I'm a third generation financial advisor. So uh, our practice uh, started um, in 1991 and my grandmother, she was the founder, having emigrated from uh, Denmark. Um, so yeah, currently we're a team of four. Uh, my, uh, my, my dad's still, still running the show. Uh, he's got a few years left until retirement. And then we have um, Chris, another specialist advisor, and Jeremy, our practice manager. Behind that, we have various outsourced teams and you know, allows us to be very agile. Yeah. Cool. And that's okay working with your dad, is it? Yeah, it's a funny one. I do get that question quite often. But yeah, it works. It works really well. Um, what's great is that the, the clients that he had before, who I now work with, has uh, been a very seamless transition. And uh, we can still, you know, I can still ask him for uh, just his second opinion on what I should do in a certain situation. So, you know what, it's actually a really good way to, to work with your with your parent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also very impressive that it was set up by your grandmother. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's still she's still doing really well. Bless her. Uh, I'm going to see her uh, fairly, fairly soon. I always see her sort of once every couple of months. Um, and yeah, she's, she was delighted to see that, you know, I chose to get involved with the business um, in 2020. And, you know, she was caught by surprise. I think everyone was really. Um, but uh, yeah, looking forward to, to where we go uh, moving forward and to finding more people to help. Yeah. And what are your other interests? Yeah, so uh, I, when I was 16, I started DJing. I did commercial, commercial nights, you know, weddings and, part, you know, birthday parties and what have you. Um, and then uh, I also picked up squash uh, when I was at university, did a lot of that. Um, and more recently, scuba diving is something that I've given a go. Uh, so, yeah, you could say that list is growing, but, you know, just gradually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, as I said, very impressive. And what is there any area that you particularly specialize in or is it kind of the whole area of financial advice? Yeah, so when, when an advantage advisor sort of sits down with an individual to, to understand what their circumstances, um, they'll be licensed in certain areas. And um, in my case, I'm a licensed in a, a broad spectrum of areas, uh, very akin to my dad's uh, sort of licenses. Chris, however, he's got some specific licenses to do with pensions. So um, it sort of adds a string to our bow as a practice because if there's anything really technical when it comes to pensions then chris is is the guy but yeah if i was to help uh, an individual uh, like i've done a lot of intergenerational planning so um you know post inheritance uh planning 
uh, or anything similar to that, um, then yeah, I would I would follow a, a process very similar with with most clients. Yeah. Okay, and so that means that someone coming to your business, they can feel confident that you can. There's someone in the team that can assist in every area. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in the case of uh, family law, um, especially with divorce cases, financial settlements are um, common, you know, um, and uh, sometimes the financial arrangements which are quite difficult to understand, such as some pension schemes. Um, and that's where having the expertise of someone who's licensed, uh, someone who's done a few cases um, really comes in, you know, to, to add value, you know, put someone at rest. Um, so, so my colleague Chris Bridgman, who's um, yeah, the other other sort of main surname in the in the practice, uh, he's he's worked on a number of, of cases where he's actually spoken uh, with the the actuaries in, in a court in further information around the options for a certain pension arrangement, and then um, actually explained what those options are to a legal team and the implications of taking those options. So. So that is, again, another really sort of uh, valuable uh, part to, to our advice, yeah. yeah. Okay, so in family law, there's obviously um, a, a particularly financial remedy, which is when people get divorced and they have to split their assets. So marriage is a contract, and so unusually then you, you've made that contract with someone that you care about, it comes to an end, and then either parties will agree it between them and they will often need financial advisors when they're doing it or it will go to court and sometimes experts are called in. So let's have a look at some um, different areas of, of family law. So in terms of what you've assisted in, can you give us an example of the sort of work that you've done in family law case? Yeah, of course. So. Um... When we sit down with the clients, uh, we, we basically understand their financial position, so all arrangements that they have um, and anything that's partly owned. Uh, we then also ask what they want to do in the future, and we, we do spend a lot of time on that, so you know we don't actually do a quick uh, run on that. We make sure that we know exactly what we'll do after the financial assessments come through. Um, and it's for, for us to, to go away and then find a solution to marry up the two together, uh, and then we come back to the client with a, with a solution. So yeah. do you work for one party or do you sometimes see both the husband and wife? Uh, so, yeah, we, we, have, we have had, you know, husband and wife as clients and then they've divorced. So that has that has happened. Um, and sometimes we just have we just know of someone very well. And then we actually get introduced to, uh, you know, their spouse who's about to go through the divorce um, themselves. So so really, you know, it's in introductions or existing clients that we we, are, we work with. Yeah. OK. And. In terms of the pension side, yeah. so that's Chris's area, isn't it? Yeah, I say we are all licensed, but Chris yeah. has uh, a, a license in um, uh, the sort of old type of pension arrangements, and they are they're still you know in, in existence, and they they are quite complex to understand, even for people who are members of the schemes. Um, so so for someone who is not even a member, who's you know going to be in receipt of that of that pension. Um, Chris is a you know great great person to to be that sort of um, uh, that translator if you like. Yeah. Yeah, because the thing about pensions is that um, lawyers they always want the simple answer, and there's so many different types of pensions, aren't there? Yeah. So we always, for a long time, it was on the the disclosure form the form E about cash equivalent values. Yes. And we they still have that, but I think now that it's recognised and there's been reports about this that 
you, you can't always prepare one, compare one pension to another. So it may be, you know, husband might have three pensions, wife might have one, and they're different types of pensions. That would be a, a very usual example. Yes. So do you do, you do pensions reports for the court or do you just or do you assist people to understand their pensions or, or do you do both um the latter yeah. um the the former is really for the actuaries of yeah. the pension scheme okay um so so yeah that would happen first and then okay. we then we'd be able to after you know looking at the arrangements of uh the entirety of the arrangements including things which are not in pensions so like asset values house prices income expenditure then we can give our recommendation yeah and there's only and to be fair there's only I should add this now, there's only a point of charge uh, if someone wants to take the advice and execute it. So all of our time is not billable. Um, so that's just worth Okay, out. so take yeah. me through that. I think that's really important. So if someone, yeah. I'm sure that you have lots of people you've assisted for a long, long time. Is that correct? Because obviously it, this business was set up by your grandmother and, you know, it's a very long-standing business. Correct, we still have it? families going back to, yeah, 1991. Yeah. Wow. And... So let's say someone new comes to you. So how do you work? I mean, how do they make payment to you? Or do, do, you know, they come for an advice session or what happens? How, how does it work? When someone's paying for uh, advice, they're not paying out of their, their income. So they're not paying after tax. So it's very tax efficient in, in, that, in that sense. But also for someone who is like uh, cash tight, which can happen around a divorce, um, they're, they're not seeing their cash flow well their expenditure going up uh, so so there's that benefit as well to this uh, charging structure um, and yeah as we don't build for time someone can just actually get through what they need to do make as many calls to us as they want and there's no there's no like hesitation on oh will I, will I be billed for this yeah and what if they just say they walk away like I just don't want to use you um, that's completely fine you know um, you know we, we know that's that does happen but we you know if we really if we really can help someone, we we all see to it. Yeah. And is it highly individualised the advice you're giving them? Yeah, yeah, it's all bespoke. Yeah, absolutely. Um, everything is treated. Everyone is treated the same. And uh, the the funds funds we have at SJP St James's Place, um, you know, they're all they're all available. It, it depends on depends on the person's appetite for risk and their time horizon. And we do that. We establish that in conversations. So um, so yes. Yeah, so it's um, so it's a broad broad suites available for a client yeah so this might be of interest to someone that they've gone through a divorce and so for example it might be um, a husband and wife and the assets might be five million pounds and maybe a house has been sold and they bought new houses and then let's say the wife has a lump sum of two million pounds and hasn't invested before so is that someone that you could help yeah exactly that's that's textbook yeah and uh, yeah, we'd go through the, the process that I mentioned earlier and, and yeah, offer a recommendation. Yeah. One thing that comes up in family cases a lot in financial remedy is um, the court asks for a schedule of outgoings. Are you familiar with that term? Yeah. So you, are you talking about expenditure? Yeah. Yeah. So schedule of outgoings. And people often say, oh, well, have you got a schedule of outgoings? I'm like, yeah, I can provide it. And I always, but what I say to them is, why don't you go through your bank statements and work out what you spend mm. your money on as a basis on that? Because what the court is asking is, go through all your outgoings now and what your anticipated outgoings are in the future. And this is such a difficult exercise for people. Yes. Sometimes people have never done this before. Yeah. So anything you can assist with at that stage, do you think? Yeah, of course. Uh, we can, you know, we've got 
uh, spreadsheets and what have you that we can provide and you know we can show someone um, how to use a spreadsheet um, and that way can, they can see what their income versus expenditure is and get a, a figure of you know disposable income um, and if it's in the negative you know i.e. You're, you're, you're spending more than you should then then at least you know what to do then you're like right I need to find out somewhere where to, to cut or to make more cash somewhere so so yeah we can do that that's that's uh, that's sort of part A to many parts of financial planning. So yeah, we can do yeah, that. Yeah, because that's, I see that that doesn't happen enough in a way because what can often happen is you might have one earner earning, I don't know, 200K, one person earning 35K. Mm. Um, it is usually, at the moment, it is usually the male earning that and the female it could be the other way around. It's just flip it and say, you know, the, the, the female's earning 200K, um, man's earning 35k and then they're living separately whereas they haven't been before because they're going through the divorce procedure yeah. so one person may not have enough money for their outgoing so you may have to make what's called a, a maintenance pending suit application or a, or a final um, maintenance application mm. uh, so what I find is people haven't really ever done that exercise or maybe one of the parties have but the other one hasn't yeah. So then that's a cash modeling projection, I assume, that you can do. Yeah. So um, once we've sort of guided someone how to work out uh, what their actual expenditure is, um, then we can use that information to build a cash flow model. Yeah. Um, and that's something that we've been doing uh, more, more recently. So sort of pre-pandemic, but certainly as the pandemic came in, technology was used more. So we started using that more. And it's a great way to visualize um, how far your, your, your cash flow can go and your assets um, into the future. Um, and it makes you, you know, use some assumptions around um, uh, earnings, growth rates, inflation, asset price, um, you know, movements. And uh, yeah, we can work out, you know, if there is a shortfall in the future to look out for, such as early retirement, you know, is, is that possible or not? Um, how do, if it's not possible, how can we make it possible? Um, those those sort of things we can we can establish with. So that's really going on to the future, isn't it? So yeah. that's probably um, a more well. That's a really interesting exercise for people, isn't it? And yeah. sometimes courts say um, we want to capitalise maintenance because people don't really like paying maintenance to the other party after they get divorced. Yeah. So they might so one party might say, well, I need a million pounds as a lump sum. So I suppose by doing your modelling, you might show how that money would be used and how long that person could live on that money. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And, okay. um, you know, if, in, if invested in the correct um, tax wrappers, uh, such as ICEs, pensions or investment bonds, um, then, you know, that could be even more sustainable. So so that's another sort of a key benefit of advice. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's incredibly useful for people. And... Do you, does it, I think I've seen this, I think you've shown this to me, they have a graph. And so sometimes there might be, for example, school fees that you'd incorporate into that because yeah. that's another factor. And of course the court can order, make a school fees order. So all of this information is incredibly useful yeah. for the decision maker. So let's say there's uh, two million pounds or whatever they have that you can see. So would you then show a model of I suppose the school fees are going to finish at a certain time and then how long that money is going to last. Yeah, exactly. And school fees, we can build it quite easily as a future expense. Um, and again, it's a great way. This, the tool we use is, is a great way of visualizing um, any shortfalls that arise during, the, during those years. Um, and, you know, at least you've got time to prepare for 
either looking at maybe uh, another school or just finding other assets elsewhere that are not in the model um, you know in the future such as someone having ambition to you know run run their own business now they've got some you know bandwidth a bit more bandwidth after a divorce um, uh, and therefore generates more cash flow they have all can afford school fees you know so so that sort of stuff we can do on the fly add into the model have regular catch-ups on an annual basis and if that's really important then we can we can plan for it yeah cool yeah. um so uh do you get people that come to you that are just really scared about money do you know yeah. what i'm talking about Some yeah. People are like, ah, yeah no idea yeah 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 it does it does happen um and you know i i empathize uh it's going you know going into a subject that's quite vast and um you know so many terms it is a bit scary uh i think it's even harder when you been and I, I'm not not been in this position, but been married for uh, a while, and then suddenly you have to make all the decisions. Um, so that's why it's really rewarding as an advisor of all the cases that you can actually, you know, uh, carry someone through the divorce process uh, and you know be their holding hand, show them the light in terms of the finances, and they can just sort of sit back a bit and go right things are fine yeah so so yeah it's one of the most rewarding areas of of uh, the advice market actually have you always felt very confident about money because coming from your background yeah and also when I was you know DJing at 16 um, I was commercially aware from the get-go so so yeah I, I'm yeah I'm sort of you know cash positive so um, and uh, yeah I've been working with my family for, for a while so it's for family values and all of that so uh, yeah I would say or good yeah. yeah because going through um a divorce or change separation again it's a time when people can perhaps change their preconceptions about money they might have said to themselves oh i always you know money's a problem mm. money's a root of all evil or you know I, I, you know let's not talk about money i mean there's so many sort of myths bound up about money i don't know if you you find that with people coming to you that they for no particular reason, they they find money problematic, and so do you feel that you can give them that confidence? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's about breaking money down into the different terms, and uh, if we start with expenditure and uh, versus income, that's that. Then you can start to see that two are actually very independent and um, they're movable. Uh, so I think if you you, if you can start to see that you have control on either of those elements, then then it's uh, then it's like a bit more of a, a thing you have responsibility for and therefore can own um, and solve. I think, you know, people who shy away from uh, money, it's probably because they're in denial of an issue and they don't want to put their hands around it. Um, but, but, you know, our help, we can educate a bit and um, someone can actually move with that and go, actually, yeah, I can, I can look at that. I can move things around and, yeah. And do the people that come to you stay with you for a long time? Well, yeah. Uh, go So other examples of people who have been around, um, if we go back to obviously the, the start, um, you know, we've got you know, second, third generation clients now. Uh, so I work with a number of individuals who are in them in from sort of the age of 18 to, to 85 who have been handed over to me and across the board in every family there's there's you know two two or three generations in that in that client base so yeah you know it's fair to say people do stay around for for decades yeah which is cool 
Yeah. And so how do you see um, this going? I know you've had a rebrand, haven't you, with your company? Yes. Yeah. 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 So we're now Ewart's and Bridgman Advisors. Yeah. So Ewart being our family name and, and Bridgman being Chris's surname. And uh, yeah, it, we thought it was a good time to, to make a rebrand. Um, we've, we've had a few changes internally and uh, we also wanted just to truly understand our clients' values. So put out a survey, got, got the, the feedback and it was very clear that people like the personal element to it. So we've gone, just gone for a change of surnames and we're now, we're now at Ewart uh, and Bridgman Advisors. And it's under the St. James's Place umbrella. And I think people that don't know about that, St. James's Place is a very big organisation and they have various products, don't they? So that would be, so you would be giving that personal advice and attention with the umbrella organisation, making sure everything that was offered was very secure and, yeah. and properly based. So right? the, the, the role that SJP, uh, also known as St. James's Place, um, play is that they have an investment committee of um, 10 or so experts um, who basically decide how the funds should be run and um, in terms of the, the sort of product range um, it's, it's, very, it's very standard so ICE's pensions, investment bonds and uh, a few other things which are um, you know sort of uh, very niche which I can mention you know depending on the client's case at another time um, and uh, yeah, basically SJP, they monitor uh, both ends of so the, the funds and uh, the products and they make changes to, to make sure we're adding value to, to clients' lives. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot to that and, and you know, for each client, it, it depends on their risk appetite. So um, whatever I say to them might be different to what I say to someone else. So um, yeah, that sort of stuff we, we talk about in detail. Yeah. It's um, a great luxury, isn't it, don't you think? That, that someone can come to you and get that really bespoke, tailored device just for them. And is there any rush on this or it's just something that, that takes its time? Uh, it does take its time. We have, we have no deadlines, um, you know, in, internally. Um, I can't think of anything really that would stop us moving things along. But when you are working with other, other sort of money managers, if you like, if people want to call them those, then, you know, putting in um, information for requests and, uh, uh, sorry, requests for information and uh, postage and all that does take time. So that's sort of out of our control. But where possible, we'll, we'll speed things along for, for individuals because we know that cases such as divorces, you know, they do drag on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so just to finish now, um, what's the question that you think I should have asked and I haven't asked? Uh, yes, uh, it's asked so many questions. Um, let's have a think just for a moment. I suppose we've we've covered um, sort of the background of the business, who we work with, um, St. James's Place, we talked about the charges. Um, I suppose um, another thing could be regulation. Uh, yeah, that really go with that. Yeah, so, tell me about that. Tell me, so you're regulated, but what does that mean? Yeah, so the Financial Conduct Authority, um, they, they authorise and regulate St James's Place and I'm an appointed representative of, of the firm. Um, so I'm regulated through St, St James's Place. Um, and what we've seen uh, in recent times is a sort of new principle come out from the, from the FCA uh, around uh, consumer duty. Um, and that's, that's really relevant for, for clients who are going through a divorce. They are deemed as uh, vulnerable in the eyes of the FCA. 
and um, in the in the in that principle that was released in you know this time of filming, so 2023, um, I think I think the word vulnerable was mentioned a hundred times um, or more. Uh, so there was real emphasis around making sure that we can evidence um, a duty of care. So so that's probably the most like relative way I could talk about regulation at the moment. Yeah. Um, apart from that, um, everything's documented. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it's been lovely to talk to you. Likewise. Thanks so much. Yeah. I'm sure we'll um, meet up again. And uh, thank you for coming to see me. Thank you, Joanna.